So, full disclosure, I've had the hiccups for like the last 24 hours. He's saying this because we started recording and he told me when we were on the bus home that he really wanted to tell this well, story. Well, I wanted, no, I just wanted to bring it up as a potential cold open, should I continue hiccuping into the podcast? <laughs> so this is not like inexplicable sounds happening in the background. I went up my nose. <clears throat> I just feel like it's important to share with our listeners. Go on. That like I might be making weird noises. <laughs> Other than, the normal, other than yeah. the normal stuff that I make. Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe to make believe money the podcast where we talk financial situations of fantastical worlds and their implications in those worlds as though they were real worlds that so sorry it's a long walk for a short drink of water but i think it was mostly there one day we'll be able to do this without talking about it no no. i doubt it you gotta do the tagline no i just mean like you'll mess it up and we'll keep going. Oh. Yeah, we, oh, we just well, won't even hear listen it anymore. Listen to me fumble and die and then just be like, that's fine, Liz. And then we'll keep moving. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, we love that you're here. Thanks for trying. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Liz. Oh, I forgot about that part. We haven't recorded it in a minute. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. And we're the people. What are we talking about today, Dan? Boy, Liz, how are things going in <laughs> it Liz looks, It's town? been a long day. It it's has. been a that's weird fair. day. I meant to watch this movie. Wait, we're not talking about that one yet. I meant to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a well, time. welcome everybody. This is just getting more and more professional as we go on. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be confused. I have had a long day, and we record multiple podcasts at once. That's all fair. Uh, Ferris Bueller, though. We're yes. talking about Ferris Bueller. So I had two angles on Ferris Bueller, um, but I only recorded one, or I only like researched one. I think we'll save the other one for another day. Ooh. So what I had is... Are you implying that you don't hate this movie? I love this movie. We'll get there when we get to ratings, but I love this movie. Yeah, this one is not a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where I want to just get it all out of the way and put it in its grave. I love that this episode. This is one that I will always rewatch over and over and over, Ferris Bueller. I made my wife watch it with me in like preparation for this, and I think she forgot how funny it was. So it's a good movie. It's a real good movie. Yeah. It's um, one of my favorites, too. Yeah. I think maybe, well, we'll get to that in the ratings. Never mind. Go on. Yeah. So specifically, the angle for tonight is... What did this, like, random excursion that he was not planning for cost Cameron? Poor Cameron. Poor Cameron. Cameron was in Egypt land. (laughs) (laughs) I I do that all the time when Megan's like, get out of bed. And I'm like, I I do that little, like, (laughs) thing he does. (laughs) I had a big crush on Cameron. Had? There you go. There you go. It blew my mind when I realized that he was, that that actor went on to play his character on Spin City. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't know if anyone listening recalls that show. You but. should. That's a, that's a show that ran on UBN every day for every hour. <laughs> I was like, an, I shouldn't have been as into it as I was as, like, a nine-year-old. <laughs> it's the NCIS of nine-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. It's always on, and you just watch it on repeat for no apparent reason. Yeah. That's the one about the magazine or the mayor's office? That's the mayor's, the mayor's office. office. And and Cameron played the mayor? No. Cameron was, like, an, like a staff a member guy. in the office. The mayor... What was the... The mayor is from... Oh, the mayor else. was Barry Boswick? I wouldn't know his name. From a Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes. Yeah, Barry Boswick. Yeah. I did not watch it Bruh! that religiously. Oh. I mean, apparently Jen. I did. <laughs> but I watched that. I watched Finn City and I watched, what's the other one? The one about the... Just Shoot Me. Just Shoot Me. I watched those enough that they're the same show in my head. One of them That's had Michael fair. J. Fox? They should have. Yeah, Michael J. Yeah. Fox was on Spin City. Spin City, okay. And the other start. one had Wendy Malick, who you would recognize as the voice of a whole lot of people, but otherwise not so much. She was on Hot in Cleveland. So, oh, was she like the model who was like always around in the background? Well, not in the background. She was like a main character. But, yeah, like, she's the one of the. Three she wasn't the. She wasn't, wasn't Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, not um, not hot in Cleveland. Um, oh. sh- just shoot me. She oh, was like, yeah, she was like the the glamorous one with the dark hair. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Listeners, if you're totally lost like I am, <laughs> then might I do what recommend you do what I do? Take David and Liz to trivia. This is why oh, I shoot, take them yeah. because this stuff happens, and I go, I don't know, I don't know. sure. It does. It's like never applicable when I need it to be. Well, that's why trivia. It's not a right. real life situation. <laughs> True. There's never like a car accident where you're like, who was on Spin City? Quick, this man won't live unless you can tell me what other movie Wendy Malick was in. Oh man, I'd be worth a lot more money if the world worked that way. <laughs> she was the mom, I want to say, All right, we're in going back. Uh, Emperor's New Groove. And that's the last thing I'll say about Wendy Malick. It won't be. Yeah, probably, probably won't. <laughs> I like her and a lot, totally- even though I'm... Intimidated by her. In this totally unrelated podcast. And yeah, she's yeah. not in Paris Bueller's In any off. way. Back to the point, though. Go like, on. I also uh, uh, associated quite a bit with Cameron um, because, like, makes sense. I was smart enough to know that I'm not a Ferris. Um, <laughs> no one should be a Ferris. No. Ferris really. is a bad person. I actually, be. as I was watching this, I was like, Ferris is kind of a jerk. He's the worst. Well, it was almost worse, too. Like, you know, there's a deleted scene where he, like, steals, like, uh, bonds from his dad, and that's like how they pay for oh, I did. a large part of the day. I did not because, again, that's why I valued the day because it's like we'll get there. It's not a particularly cheap day, it doesn't no. seem it. Well, no. especially at the end, oh, yeah, that's, that has up quick. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that we'll get there. That's the big one, though. Oh, speaking of, we should probably do a quick synopsis of the movie for anybody out there who has never seen it. So, no, it's a star ratings, probably. Synopsis after ratings? Oh, yeah. let's do synopsis first. Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I don't know. Um, who wants to synopsize? I call not it. I'll I don't do remember anything. I was about to say, I'll, I'll tag I it. I can recite it almost from memory, Okay, you start, and, uh, okay, da- Damon, you play Cameron, and uh, you play <laughs> uh, Ferris, and I'll play the girlfriend. Sloan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the girlfriend. These yeah, um, in my opinion, are not good. Sorry, I'm just... You want me to say Ferris Bueller lines? I'll play. I'll play. Um, what's her face? The sister who. Oh, Janine or. Yeah. Jeannie. Jeannie. Jean. That's not her actress. What's her acting? Jennifer something. Liz, I just said I'm not. You're right. Don't look me in the eyes and ask me that question. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she was baby. Yeah, she was was baby. baby. That I did know. Um, so to start, uh, you open with Gray. Jennifer Gray. Got it. Thank you. Beat the internet. Super. Proud of you. What did we just see her in? Where like she was in. Guys, the we mom's... can't with this. I, this is pretty intense. She was the mom in something we just watched, yeah, and she right. didn't look like herself at no, all. No, she did. Because she got that nose job like ten years ago. Um. So the movie opens with uh, Ferris uh, fainting sick in bed at home, and he convinces his uh, his parents that he needs to stay home from school sick for the day. He goes to, like, enormous and, lengths to do that, too, and I feel like he really didn't have to. It's no. actually more enormous lengths to prove to them he's still there. The beginning, oh, it's yeah. actually pretty simple. Yeah, he just, like, acts sick. Does he, like, warm up something? He licks his palms yeah. so they're cold and clammy. Yeah. They're gross. It's one of my favorite lines, though. I know, it's a little childish and stupid, but so is high school. I think <laughs> he has, like, a, he has, like, a hot water bottle to, like, help raise his fever or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, yeah, it's, um, so... All those hijinks ensue. His parents leave for work for the day because uh, they have jobs. His sister um, does not does not believe him because that comes up a couple of times. Because she shouldn't. Because yeah, he's because a damn dirty liar. Yeah. He's a damn dirty liar. <laughs> um, because he then uh, proceeds to uh, break the fourth wall and explain to you all of his like uh, worldview uh, on like why it's silly for him to go to school on such a wonderful day. And uh, he calls his best friend, Cameron, who is also homesick in bed. Uh, but, like, legitimately sick, but maybe with just an anxiety attack? Yeah, that's yeah. what it's, it seems like it's more like, yeah, he's kind of got a shitty Cameron home is... life, and it, like, wears on him. Or he's taking like, a mental health guy. day. Yeah. Which Aww. he should. And, like, uh, you know, society should allow for that. And, yeah, uh, take some mental health days out there, guys. Yeah. If you've got sick days, use them for your mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. We for... don't give real advice. No. No, we don't. <laughs> Financial employment or health. <laughs> yeah. We are none of those things. No. No, we are not. Um, so Cameron is bemoaning uh, that everything sucks and that he needs to stay in bed because he believes that he is actually sick, which he may be, but not in like, you know, a like flu like way. But uh, like throughout the movie he does a lot of sniffling, so you get the idea like he was sick, but maybe not like deathly ill. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine he inflated a lot of that with his brain troubles. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
Ferris is able to successfully convince him to uh, come pick him up because Ferris doesn't have a car, which is a large point of contention for him. <sighs> I wanted a car, I got a computer. Which, like... Shut your mouth, Ferris. Yeah, that's still Computers a good life. Computers are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Especially this also, that's how he gets 80s. away with the whole day. I was also yeah. going to say, that's how he plays war games. Well, no, but he does go in and, like, delete absences off of his school record. Mm -hmm. So he does, like, which, by the way, illegal. Yeah, don't do that. That's yeah. super illegal. But anyway. <laughs> He's still hacked into a government office. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Um, so he and Cameron, uh, they're uh, obscure their absence from school by making funny voices on the phone in an effort to get... Uh, Ferris's girlfriend Sloan out of school uh -oh. by pretending that her grandmother died. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Sloan's chill with that because she might be a sociopath too. Well, she's she dating Ferris. Yeah, so. she knows that this is some sort of scam. Uh, and then while they're doing this, like, the principal is supposedly on to him and is trying to, like, prove that he is bullshitting his way out of school and what have you. Which also, not a principal's job. Like, no, no, you no. delegate that. And, and a I, cop I does and does that. Well, I also think it's maybe, a, and I mean, you don't go out of the school, but, like, discipline is normally the VP's job. Right. Like, that's literally the vice principal's role is discipline. Yeah. Wait, what does the principal do then? I feel like all that stuff's delegated. I think it's really glad hands, parents. Glad hands, parents. I think it's his job is like running. The, he's like the CEO of the school. Yeah, like make sure that they're meeting like standards and whatnot. See, so most of the time, I feel like CEOs don't do anything except look at other people doing things. Well, yeah, that's why he has a vice principal to do the things. To do the things. Our friend uh, Lindsay is at a school, and for a while, she I think she really likes her school now. But for a while, she didn't like an old school because the VP was bad. She was like, I didn't deal with a bad principal. They don't do anything. But like. <laughs> The VP isn't disciplining, and it makes our lives really hard. And I was like, I didn't realize the VP is like the linchpin of this don't thing. I don't think I had a vice principal. Well, you had. I also all went to a four very children. Small I was going to say, in my high school, we had a vice principal, but it was also the guidance counselor. I think so. Yeah, um, let's not let's not talk about how many administrative staff there was in my school. Well, well a lot. Yeah, I went to a four thousand kid high school. Oh, I would have. So, I would have yeah. gone to the. The high school that uh, the high school that I went to was the high school that The Rock went to, or I would have gone to if I hadn't gone to a charter performing arts high school instead. <laughs> Not at the same time. Not at the same time. <laughs> um, no, we we're vastly different ages. But um, in oh, my you middle gone school, at the same time, because then if you had been home ec, you could have smelled what The Rock was cooking. <gasps> Oh, no one did that joke. That's so weird. Like, I mean, like, plenty of people did the, like, smell what the rock is cooking thing, but I took home ec in the middle school that, like, his coach worked at, and no one ever did a smell what the rock is cooking joke. Oh, well, you're yeah. welcome. There it is. <laughs> Bunch of dumb babies. Bunch of dumb babies. <laughs> um, where did I leave off? So they're... They break Sloan out. They break Sloan out. The principal is, like, off his rocker, mad about this. Yeah, um, he's... He, he needs help. Somebody needs to talk. He's a little like, obsessed. Yeah. This is his hurt him. Like he, the man needs to read Moby Dick because this is his white whale and he absolutely <laughs> dies attempting <laughs> to like kill it. You know that there's like a there is more story that happened before this movie oh, where we yeah. find out where Ferris, Ferris like, did murdered his wife. Something. Like, yeah, broke up his marriage. Like yeah, like he did is a something. Ruined this man. Yeah, and like you absolutely believe that somehow this was Ferris's fault. Oh, one hundred percent. Ah, yeah. Let's <laughs> be clear. Ferris is not a great person. <laughs> Ferris is the protagonist. He is not the hero of this film. That's yeah. Right. Cameron, Cameron is, is the really hero. the hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and actually. Literally, like, at the end, and we'll get, like, he has a very emote, like, he's the only one that really goes through conflict, and that you're rooting for, no, and that grows. And really, yeah, the only one who really changes. I mean, maybe not conflict, Jeannie. but... Oh, uh, yes, you're right. But she yeah. gets so little story. Yeah, but she has a full arc. That's true. Ferris doesn't have an arc. No, but, and neither does But her growth really. involves making out with a drug dealer, which I cannot... Fully condoned. Wait, I forgot about that part. Oh, yeah, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. I mean, I'm not saying it's good, but... That's typecasting. Anywho. I think this might be completely made up, but I think I read somewhere that he just showed up like that on set. And they're like, yeah, that. just go I'm out there. We're not even going to put makeup on you. Yeah, you... <laughs> well, I hope they did, because in that movie, he is very pale and sour looking. Like, they do a good job making him look very bad. Didn't one of the Corys, the living one, fell? Mm -hmm. Uh Didn't he accuse... Charlie Sheen of, like, giving him drugs when he was a kid? Or, like, selling him drugs? When they were in whatever movie they were in together? I do not know. Um, for lawyers in the future. 
acknowledge I'm that I am not accusation, <laughs> accusation, allegedly. I know no I don't information. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't follow any I don't think they really did. Yeah. I don't think they did anything together, really. They were, like, they of have. the same crowd. Yeah, I'm just trying to... I don't think that... The only thing that comes to mind Boys? is Lost Boys, but I don't think that Charlie Sheen was in Lost Boys. I think he was. Keeper Sutherland was. Yeah, which is what makes me think that he wasn't. That Charlie Sheen wasn't? Because <clears throat> I don't think that they, like... I think they were of a kind, and they wouldn't have put them both in it. That's weird that that's a thing. Because, like, currently you would not do that. You wouldn't really put Charlie Sheen in any movie, except that movie about 9-11 elevators. Oh, you know what it is? What? Corey Feldman in The Lost Boys looks like Charlie Sheen. Look at this picture. Oh, oh he do! In Platoon, in, yeah. Is that Platoon or is that Hot Shots? I think it's Platoon. Alright, guys, we can't. <laughs> How many times do I say this we can't This is like my sweet this? spot in pop culture, I guess. Welcome. We'll attach in the notes Corey Feldman looking like Charlie Sheen. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to Make Believe Money, which is just about digression, I guess. <laughs> get to it eventually. Uh, okay, so they've gotten slowed out of school and they go into the city, which is the city we live in, Chicago. Yep. Which, uh, when I was a kid, have... I did not realize. I grew up you didn't know that they went Chicago. to Chicago? No, I, uh, I didn't have a lot of frame of reference for what Chicago was growing up, but it was on the East Coast. I assumed city was either Philadelphia or New York. Okay. Mm, fair. That's fair. But they go to Chicago. But they go to Chicago. Um, they have what appears to be a very delightful day. Yeah. Like... We'll go through it's a bunch right. of the activities they go through in the in the thing, so we oh, don't yeah. have to. But we don't have to go through all that. But uh, meanwhile, Ferris's sister uh, has an existential crisis, trying to prove that her brother is uh, not sick. And Rooney um, has the same thing, where he's yeah. literally like sneaking around their house, and it's kind of like a Home Alone situation. Meanwhile, yes. while you find out that everyone else in their hometown is a part of like a cult of personality that worships Ferris. So that's yeah. actually the other thing we'll eventually cover in a future episode, is I want to do a what is the cost of the Save Ferris campaign. Oh. Yeah. Because like it's on, it's in the newspapers, it's on a water, like, uh, water tower, like it's, 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 it's like an anonymous thing. The higher that Stripper prostitute? Yes. Yeah, there's a singing, like, get well a gram that is clearly meant to be a prostitute, though she shows up with, like, four other people in her posse, so I don't, it was, it's a very... Is this in the TV cut? I feel like I might have only seen the TV cut. I think cut. It, no, I, think I don't know, but I've got it. I own it on Amazon, so you can watch it if you I'm want. Gonna... It's it's in there. It's around here somewhere. What is it? Yeah. I heard that you are feeling... It's, the, like, they shut the door oh, right yeah. before she says... What is the implied would line. be a word that yeah. you shouldn't hear on a on teen a PG comedy. PG-13 yeah. movie? I don't know if PG-13 was a thing yet. You're probably right. Um, but, uh, so all of that happens. Uh, Cameron has an emotional arc. It is rated PG-13 according to IMDb. Oh, oh okay. Post Indiana Jones. Temple of Doom. That's the one that got And Gremlins. Question. And Gremlins, yep. which deserved a higher rating than that. Yes. That... <laughs> That dad died like in those Gremlin. chimney stories. I love Gremlins, but it's a there's, hard R. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no reason. Wrong. There's no reason we thought of that as a children's movie growing no, up. Correct. Um, so Cameron has an emotional arc. I forget what makes him freak out. Oh, they uh, they put a they take room. Cameron's dad's car in the city because it's yes. a much nicer car than Cameron's actual car. What is this car? It's it is a, a 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California, 100 ever made. Whoa. That's a bad choice, Paris. Uh, and Cameron's freaking out. That's a lot of bad choices. Because the odometer uh, went up already because they took it into the city. And like his dad supposedly knows the odometer number and is like... Oh, right. Checks it. Yeah, this is his pride and joy. Um, But the parking garage they leave it at, the... uh, trustworthy gentleman that we leave it with take it <laughs> out first for his like joy ride. Five and it's uh, like, we can trust him. I give him a $5 bill. A crisp $5 bill. Uh, oh, Ferris. Um, which runs it up to this ridiculous number that I don't think you can drive that far. I actually think math you can. You can? Okay. Yeah, so it was, it actually is not that far. So they start at 126 miles. I'm really glad that you did the math on this. Oh, you had to. No, I mean, this has nothing to do with the finances, oh. but... There's only 126 miles in that car when it's I think sucks. that's what it is. That's ridiculous. I mean, he says he, like, rebuilt the thing from scratch. Oh, so that's oh, oh like, that okay. makes sense, because, like, how else would you get it from the... Yeah, which also shouldn't ship. be possible. Italy is more than 126 miles away. How but you, you can't there? drive from Italy to if Chicago. you drive fast enough. Literally, that is how science works. But I don't if think they're talking about that fast, but... <laughs> um, and then they end with 301. So assuming they're, like, 25 miles from the city, just, like, to get in and out... 
that takes like him to 176. Yeah. So they only go another 125, which, if they're out and about all day, those guys actually didn't drive the car that fast. Yeah. Okay. They went 125 miles in like four hours. That's not like 30 great. miles an hour. Yeah. They should have like bumped it up a little bit, quite frankly. Maybe, yeah. Given well, that there's a lot of shot of that. Given like, yeah, the shot of Cameron literally like losing his mind. Well, I was thinking of the shot of the guys while they're free riding. Oh, yeah. They oh, peel out like, going like 110 like miles an hour. They're like jumping a hill. Yeah. yeah. So they jump like, a hill in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago. Reason, I didn't think it was in Chicago. The, the <laughs> highest point in Illinois is about as high as the table we're recording at, but that's not even there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like all John Hughes movies, they are like set in Chicago, like have very much like a Chicago spirit, but half of them are all shot in, in Southern California. California. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um... But, uh, they do a lot of like, aerial views of Chicago. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of like, hey, here's the city skyline, and here's the thing. They just don't actually like do a lot of like, here's them in front of a Chicago landmark thing. Right. Uh, so Cameron freaks out at that. They have he has an emotional growth moment and decides he's gonna stand up to his dad, and then they destroy the <laughs> Ferrari. Well, they, they destroy the Ferrari because they're trying to run the odometer backward, right? Yeah, so they're trying to run the odometer backward, which is not a thing that actually works. It might work no. on this car. It does. Older cars used no. to do it. Yes, older cars used to be able to do it, but it doesn't on this, and that's one of the oh, reasons okay. he's freaking out. He's like, we can't get it back. Oh. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna own up to it. I'm gonna stand up to him. And then he freaks out like he's a jerk, and I need to be my own person and he starts like kicking the car clearly like venting anger at his dad but because the back wheel is running he kicks it off of like the jack the that's top. holding it up yeah. and it peels out backwards out of this garage and into off a of, ravine like, yeah off of like a <laughs> 50 like foot forest. ravine yeah Ew. it's like backed up to like it, a forest like a creek bed yeah, yeah. Mm. falls like 30 feet and just like yeah yeah so sad <laughs> In my um, head, it catches on fire. I don't think it actually does. In the I movie. Yeah, I, like, I have scratches. a I have a two thousand sentiment where it like it takes a scratch and immediately burnt like blows up <gasps> in like yeah. a yeah. Michael Bay style. All cars are basically time bombs. And which, its license plate flips in the air. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cut someone's throat. Yeah. Uh, uh, poor Cameron. That just made me think of like anytime I watch Ferris Bueller, uh, post having seen Matilda, I think like. Dudes, all you gotta do is get that like drill gun thing that Danny DeVito's character has, and you'll be set. Well, they do offer. He Ferris is like, we could crack open the odometer and roll it back manually, but then Cameron's like, no, I'm I'm having my growth moment. Nah. Just to finish up real quick, uh, so the film ends with uh, Ferris sprinting home uh, to avoid all consequences because that's the moral lesson they want to give you at the end of this Faces movie. Nothing, yeah. and at the end of the credits, he takes a shower. There is a moment. Yeah, go home. It's over. <laughs> uh, what are you still doing here? There is a moment of, like, brother-sister bonding, because, like, the sister basically, like, gets her worldview changed by a drug dealer of, like, chill-out oh, man. baby! And then so, like, Rooney catches him right at the end because he's basically been trespassing for eight hours. Um, Bro. Like, with some Home Alone style, like, you got caught by the dog, you got caught by a thing, like... And he's got, like, a robot Ferris with, like, a tape recorder. Yeah, whenever like somebody opens the yeah. door, yeah. yeah, it's like a mannequin that rolls over and, and makes like, the sounds. Yeah. yeah. But anyway... Rooney catches him and the sister's like and Rooney had broken into the house and left his wallet there and the sister's like hey get out of here or I'll tell people that you broke into my house which which is a very illegal thing to do he should not have done that no there's a many things he should not have done activities. and he does yeah. all of them not great there's not a lot of choices. illegality in here if you notice the secretary at one point is sniffing glue <laughs> <laughs> like it's a good good fun but kind of like oh boy Oh, man, no. <laughs> like, the only really good people are Cameron and his parents, and his parents are dumb. They're just nice. Cameron's Ferris's parents. Ferris's parents. Ferris's parents. Ferris's yeah, parents. Cameron's, Cameron's parents, parents are, are cold. probably abusive. We, yeah, we have no so, idea what his mom does. Or at and least his dad anxiety. Clearly abusive. he's not into, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to sum up Let's do what synopsis. the damage is. Well, yeah, well, well we've we got to do our ratings. Oh, ratings, okay. We didn't do that for you. So why don't you go first, Damon, since you just described the whole movie. I feel like we have an idea. We're tr we've triangulated a little bit. <laughs> uh, I would go as far as to say like an eight on oh. this. Uh, it's growing up in Illinois, uh, you like get really into John Hughes for some reason. Yeah. I mean, Just because it's it all about sense. like, I don't know, even growing up downstate, like I knew where things were and like I associated with it a lot and like... If it's not a John Hughes movie, it's like Blues Brothers or something else set in Chicago in the yeah. 80s, and it's like 
that was everything I watched growing up. Which, also, can we talk about, I don't know why, we've done a lot of 80s movies. I noticed that the oh, other yeah. day. I was, like, scrolling through our thing, I was like, there's a lot of 80s in here. I feel like that's where we sit most comfortably. Like, the things that we know best and return to as, like, mm. our little cultural touchstones of growing up. Uh, I think it's syndication. It's and all stuff that. that was on television at the time when we were kids. I mean, we'll do other stuff, too, and we have plenty of ideas that aren't. I just, like, we gravitated toward the 80s stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I'll go in 8 as well. I'm kind of the same way. I've seen it a ton of times growing up. I love this movie. I can quote it. I, yeah, it's just, you're totally right, Damon. I agree with everything as somebody who lived, grew up in Illinois. Liz, as Liz. somebody who didn't grow up in Illinois. I did not grow up in Illinois. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, I would give myself, I'm going to give myself a four on this one. I am way more familiar with something like 16 Candles, which like, I watched a lot of his, like, girl-centric, John Hughes's girl-centric movies as, like, mm-hmm. a, this is what it's supposed to be when you are a teenager and things matter. Like, this is how it is to like a boy. This is how it is to, like, hate your parents. And, like, uh... Well, that's kind of where Jeannie is. Yeah. I mean, like, there was this scene... There was one point I was watching this movie for this podcast, and I realized, like, four scenes in a row, her whole bit is to get angry and slam down a phone. Yep. There's, like, four <laughs> scenes in a row where she just slams down a phone. On the police, <laughs> on her brother, on her, like, it just, like... Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of like the girl thing in a lot of John Hughes movies. It's is like phone. it's either that like unchecked anger or the like weird zen like at peace with the world state they're in at the end of all John Hughes movies. Well, my my friend Tegan and I were talking recently about how like when we were growing up, we had a lot of like unchecked anger that like we. When you grow up a woman in the world, you sort of just, like, deal with that, and there's this, like, low hum of, like, I'm angry all the time about everything that you just don't address anymore. But when you're a teenager, you just sort of, like, vent it and let it out, and I think, like, adults are intimidated by that. And, like, I think John Hughes got to the heart of, like, why a lot of, like, girls are, like, fucking pissed all the time. So I really liked Sixteen Candles is really the point of it, and I got mad at the end of Breakfast Club, but, like... Uh, this movie, I liked a lot to watch, but Ferris always made me very uncomfortable because he asked a lot of really not great things of Cameron that, like, you should never ask of a person you call a friend. It's like, what about Bob if everyone liked Bob? (laughs) Oh, if everyone liked Bob, if the whole town campaigned for Bob! I will say, I think it's a good representation of life where what Ferris is doing, he thinks he's helping Cameron, but it's the classic, like, teen, very selfish way of helping oh, yeah. another oh, human. Yeah. Where it's like, no, this will be good for him. And I think he honestly believes that. Oh, yeah. But, like, if you step back and look at it, Ferris, I think you need to realize it's really terrible and selfish and you shouldn't tell someone how to recover from a thing or, like, deal yeah. with things. But he's you're trying like- to get him to deal with it, which... Again, that's not to forgive him. It's terrible, but, no, but it's a very that, 80s like, way to, like, deal with, I feel like, that. And just teen, young yeah. person in general. Right, that teenage thing of, like, I understand the world entirely and know everything about it and how to make yeah. it better. How to make it better for you. It's like, mm, no. Yeah, no. there's a pathos there that makes sense for the character as written. Mm-hmm. It is not a life lesson to carry forward. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to learn from it. No. But, but it, as a character arc, it makes sense, I think. Yeah, I think I always really wanted to, like identify with Sloane because she seemed cool but she's like this nothing person there's no character development for her at all she's just sort of pretty and goes places at one point yeah no I was trying to say there's at one point there's character development there's not there's like there's a point where she walks away and Ferris like tells the audience that he's like sure they're gonna break up soon and like no the opposite Oh, is it? Well, it's he, both. He, like, jokingly asked to marry her, and then he's like, I really would, but I'm thinking in college that'll be a big issue. Yeah. And then at the end, she's like, he's gonna marry me. And there's, like, nothing between those two moments yeah. to convince you that that is correct, or that, like... Yeah, I think I remember watching it and being like, then, they're like, not forever. Three minutes after she says he's gonna marry me, he stops during his slow-motion run to introduce himself to two women in bikinis, and I'm like, that's not a great sign, strictly speaking, for their future marriage. <sighs> John Hughes is great, but also, like, he's got some questionable things about, like, fidelity and women in his movies. He's got a lot of questionable things in his movies. <laughs> That's fair. It was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> uh, right for comedy. Yes. So, 884? 884. 884 is what we got. Yeah. We should do, a cool 20. We should do a cumulative at some point, like, what is the movie that, between all of us, we were the highest, and what's the movie between oh, all of yeah. us, we were the lowest? Yeah. We should go back through that. Yeah. I yeah. feel like... 
I'm self-centered enough to listen to my voice again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I listen, fun fact about Dan, I listen to every one of these as soon as they come out because I'm really terrified I'm going to hear myself say something dumb and be like, all right, I want to get ahead of this PR nightmare. <laughs> Dan, we won't let you say anything legally offensive. Okay, I appreciate it. I'll take that. That's a low bar, but I'll take it. Um, okay, so there's two finance pieces I want to talk about. Go on. One okay. is the cost of the day. The other one, though, is just because it's fun to me. They actually do a lot of like clips of teachers in school talking about things. Oh, yeah. And they're actually like real things. And one of them is uh, Bush called it what? What? D O O what? Voodoo economics. Uh, was it Ben Stein? It yeah. is. Um, and so I want to talk very, very briefly about what is voodoo economics. Yeah, tell because me we can we can tie it into today. So voodoo economics is something that Bush called Reagan's economic uh agenda. Reaganomics. Reaganomics. So oh. Reaganomics, which is also known as supply side economics, which is also known as trickle-down economics, because us economic Because if it's good, you give it as many names as possible. Yeah. It, if uh, it's good. good. Well that's the thing. <laughs> The idea behind Reaganomics is that less taxes will mean more company spending, which will mean raises and jobs and investments. It's pretty well proven that it doesn't work. I was going to say, in a perfect world, maybe, I guess. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is, hey, less corporate tax rate means more investment. That sound familiar? <sighs> What are you talking about, Dan? This podcast has no real-world implications. Uh -huh. <laughs> political. <laughs> yeah. So... All I'm going to say about that is voodoo economics alive and well, everybody. Uh, 2018 <laughs> is an interesting place yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. 2018, <laughs> 1984, whenever this movie came out, I think it was 84. Um, I thought you were doing that thing where like, we all reference 1984 when we're talking about this current administration. Oh, no. I actually think this movie came out... Oh, 86. Oh, okay. But voodoo economics alive and well. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's interesting. I did not know that that was the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was back when somebody in a party could disagree with somebody in the same party. Weird, um, right? Yeah. How oh, that might be a thing. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so, getting to the, uh, fun and funny part of this. <laughs> Instead of the sadly political. I did what did it cost. Um, so, I have it in... Nineteen eighty six dollars. I should have just looked at my spreadsheet to know when this movie came out, and I have it in today's dollars. So let's. There's like four things, five things we'll go through first that are definite costs, and then there's a few things that are hypothetical costs. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll give you a couple of different numbers. Okay. First one is gas. Sure. So, cost of gas is ninety three cents. Uh, back in eighty six. Yeah. Uh, I assume, I think I assume they go 35 miles, because I'm assuming the guys who took the car out would have had to refuel it themselves if they were going to go 125 miles, and you could argue that is or isn't true, but this is not a huge cost compared to everything else they're doing. So that would have been $32 then, and the differential between then and now is about 2.25%, so two and a quarter percent, sorry, not percent, two and a quarter times. Oh, okay. So $32 then, $96 now. Whoa. Wait, thirty two dollars to to fill the tank on that car? Yeah. Or, well, okay. no, just if they went like That's thirty five miles, you, miles. Yeah. You calculated the mileage and right. gas money. So I did. Okay. Yeah. So you probably thirty five miles. I guess ninety three get dollars, ninety three cents a gallon. Excuse me. I guess <laughs> I've just grown up around much more fuel efficient vehicles. Yes. <laughs> than yes. This thing probably is. Well, I also equated miles to gallons because I know it would go more than one mile a gallon, so I didn't look into the fuel efficiency. I just kind of assumed it's a sports car. It's probably more than 35 miles, so I just did kind of a, a guesstimation. Okay. Sure. So $30 in gas, $90 today, again. Pretty much a drop in the bucket, so shut up and stop quibbling. A drop <laughs> in the bucket! Um, but yeah, so say, yeah, call it what you want. But if, I mean, if you wanted to do, you know... 10 miles a gallon, you're talking... Like your city mileage. $15 then, and maybe... $45. 45 okay. now. Uh, okay. And I can change it, and I... Whatever. I can put this one out there, too. I'm not too worried about this one. He ain't afraid. Yeah. Um, and then they do lunch at... That very fancy restaurant. Yeah, I would let you pronounce it. What? It's C-H-E-Z space... I think it's Q-U-I-Z? It's a very French... It might Chiquis? not be Q. Chiquis? 
With Q U I Z? I don't know. It's written in fancy scripts. The House of Quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably supposed to be like cuisine, like for short. Uh, maybe. Hold on. I'm gonna look up the actual name of the Ferris Bueller restaurant because it doesn't really exist. Oh. Um, so I had to look up. I was wondering about that. I had to look up a um, like nice French restaurant right now in Chicago. Proxy. Okay. Because that's not a real restaurant. What'd yeah. you come up with in Chicago? Did you come up with on the Yeah, show? I pulled. I can't. I can't with the French. <laughs> Wait, show me. Chez, and it's M O I. Chez moi. Chez moi. Which means house of me. Yeah. Or like, yeah, house of me. Okay. So I pulled Chez moi, which is not the most expensive, you know, French restaurant in Chicago, but it got very nice rate. I think, to put it in perspective, we can all understand, I think it was a $3 sign on. That's on Yelp. So it's nice. That's but a it's nice day tonight. Yeah. So, I don't eat at those restaurants. <laughs> yeah. We stick to I have no frame sign. of reference because <laughs> what is $3 signs? Um, which today would have been about $52 a person. Now, again, I'm only doing this per person, so I actually should probably split the gas, gas by three before we get there. But because well, they're not it's cost to Cameron. Cameron. I was going to say, I can't yeah. imagine Ferris. Cameron's paying for it, let's mm -hmm. be real. If, if that scene got cut from the movie and we assume it doesn't exist, Ferris didn't steal bonds and he's putting all of the money on Cameron. Yeah, because oh, he doesn't have a job. No. He doesn't yeah. have a car to get there. And I'm sure Cameron does. Because Probably. he's just a responsible I think he's a responsible adult. Adult. Yeah. <laughs> Makes reference to working at like a burger place or something, I think. And doesn't Sloan work at some like ice cream shop or something? I don't Probably. Know. They both reference no that they'll have jobs during the summer. I don't know if they have jobs yeah. now. Oh. But anyway, so, I mean, here's what I'll tell you, and we're going to get to this in a second. Cameron, I know he doesn't have a great relationship with his parents, but he should be able to get some spending money out of them based on having that car. But anyway. For sure. $52 in today's money, so about 23 in then money. Um, then we have Cubs game. Cubs game. I go to Cubs game. Which back then they hadn't won the World Series. In yeah, while, so, so I used current prices and, and deflated it, which are probably a little inflated because I used to be able to go to Cubs game for like 15 bucks before yeah. they won the World Series, and I cannot now. But based on... Roughly where their seats are, because um, they do catch a ball, because of course they do. It would be about 55 bucks if you picked a, a relatively mid-priced game uh, right now, which is, again, about $22 mm -hmm. back then. Then they have tickets to the art museum, because oh, yeah. Cameron stares at some... The, that at very the famous... Uh, Sunday on the Island of Lugan Jot. You would know. George Surratt. Uh, is it it's exactly she did. Yeah, but... Uh, no, it's, it's oh, pointillism. 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 I knew yeah. it was one of the two, and I couldn't remember which one. Dadaism look, would look way worse. It would not be a fun thing to look at at no, all. No, it would be <laughs> a horrifying thing to look at. Yeah. Um, so, those tickets are pretty reasonable. They're 24 bucks today. Um, they're, I think, actually 16 for Illinois students, but I assumed they didn't use their student ID because they should be in school. True. Oh, man. I'm so out of touch because I haven't yeah, paid for that yeah, in I know. forever. <laughs> 24 is actually really good for, like, one of the probably top 10 art museums in the world. It yeah, was top one, like, two or three years ago. Yeah, I mean, so. I, that was conservative because I just was like, I don't want to trump Europe that hard given they have old masters. But and whatever. So, ten and a half dollars back then. That's how that deflates. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. They probably... It was an actual price back then, but... Yeah, I don't know. deflated it. Yeah. I think that there's been some... Higher than inflation Higher growth. than inflation growth there. Well, sure. They've probably, got a lot of, like, yeah. They've expanded a lot since back then. They don't think they had that... They didn't have that wing. When they, they didn't have a lot wing. of things back then. Yeah. Yeah. They've expanded, like, two or three times, I think, since then. Yeah. Then they jump in two cabs. What did I just put it? 16 bucks. Sure. Um, so $7 back then. They park uh, the car? Or it's just at the valley the whole time? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I got off of my numbers here. I assume that's 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah, because they take they park the car in the garage. One of the cabs, they just see them getting in. And one of them, they, like, jump in last minute because his dad is at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also lied to you because, again, I got my numbers all mixed up. The art museum tickets are actually 16. What was 24, that was the observation deck. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sears Tower observation. Which deck. is still, I think, about how much that costs. Or no, that's the number of today. The, the actual oh. Sears Tower observation deck is 24. Yeah. So I apologize. The Art Institute is 16. Oh, okay. And that is the student rate. It's actually 22 for adults, so I, I guess I did give them the student rate. That's fine. And then the cabs are 20. So that's those three. And then the last one before we go into some of the other ones are parking. 
I found a there, that actual parking deck. I just looked up that parking deck. Oh great! Uh, and it's twelve dollars for, I think like twelve hours. So I just used twelve dollars, which is like five dollars then. Okay. Great. So all of those things together, today's dollars would get you two hundred and seventy-five dollars. That's not so bad. That's or right. The fancy day in the city. One hundred and ten yeah. in there in nineteen eighty-six, which. I wouldn't wake up planning to drop two hundred and seventy-five dollars without knowing about it. As a high on school a sick student, day, no less. Well, for, yeah. As a high school student, that number is unfathomable because, like, hmm. they, I had made no money as a high school student until I was like just out of high school. But then I didn't have a summer job. Yeah, I mean, as an adult, I could do it. Yeah. But it's not like I would, or like finish. it would be a whole. Well, that's the thing. So here's a fun budgeting tip. Think about your non-monthlies, people's weddings, and car insurance you pay for your six months, and whatever. Build that into your budget uh, for a monthly number. Your expected unexpected. Wait. Yeah, exactly. If you have a friend's wedding that you're going to have to fly to in five months, and it's 500 bucks, put 100 bucks aside in your budget, because that's what kills most people I know from working with them, is it's not the day-to-day stuff. It's the, oh, yeah, I didn't think about the fact that I would have this. I knew it, but I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. Known unknowns is what, uh, oh, my dollar calls it mm. the financial advice podcast that i listen to yeah, yeah. That's a good which one. is much unlike this podcast that they distributes give real advice no they give real advice we, real we advice. do not we do, we do not advice. give any real this is not real advice. but you should plan for non-monthly you should sit down every six to nine months and think about them and, and put them out is what let's say they said yeah, yeah. Um, that's not risky advice to give i don't think so that's that if we gave advice if we if gave, we gave advice. advice yeah <laughs> however we have not talked about the Great White Whale. Apparently, I'm on the Moby Dick kick. <laughs> You're today. on a Moby Dick kick. <laughs> which is the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California, of oh, which there's less than 100 made. Oh, no. This is like that thing of when you go into a clothing store and you see there's like five dresses in the whole store and you know you can't afford any of them. Like, if someone tells you there's only 100 cars made of a certain type, you should walk away from that car. That was like the the thing about watching this as a kid is like, I never, gra- because like garages look very different where I grew up from where from that, that car is kept. From that showroom? Yeah, from that showroom yeah. that that car That's is. Like, like the tea or something next to it. Yeah. Too, like. So, uh,. Yeah, that was always very incongruous to me that that is, like, a personal abode where mm-hmm. that car is kept. Oh, yeah. I've been to a lot of, like, mansion it's... tours that have, like, garages like that. Well, it's fun that you never see the house attached to the garage. You never see Cameron's house other than oh, this room. Know. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see, like, what is the size of the house attached to And his to that room garage. is, like, all dark and, like, right. obscured in shadow. He's because he's doing strong. his all when Cameron was an Egypt land business. Yeah. <laughs> So I imagine in my head that his house is like a Frank Lloyd Wright house. The house actually exists. Like, that's an actual house on, like, Lake Forest that you can... Like, it's a news story every time it goes on the market, like, every couple of years. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's... I don't know if it's Frank Lloyd Wright. It is, like, a mid-century, like, like some... known architect design building, I think. <laughs> cool. So, anywho. Yeah, tell us the cost. The most recent one I could find... Was sold at auction oh in 2016 for seventeen million one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's too many zeros on a car. Damon's <laughs> looking at my spreadsheet, but it is seventeen million, my friend. I'm not wearing my glasses, and I thought that was just like he can't see without his glasses. <laughs> so. Good news is in 1986, that's only seven and a half million, <laughs> give or take. <laughs> so it's a $275 day, which winds up being a $17,100,000 and change dollar day. That car's insured, right? Yeah. I don't know how insurance works at that Would that level. work if your son I mean, threw it off a cliff accidentally? It, yeah, right. In theory it would, yeah, but... You don't get the car back. I mean, yeah, actually, probably not. Just because there's so few, like, I guess you could take the money and try to go buy another one, but also, like... The money would have to go into repairing the broken one. Probably. Like... Uh, he built it from scratch, so yeah, it's possible. I mean, presumably he could do it. it Wait, yeah. he built it from scratch, but there was only 100 ever made. Well, this is that, means that, that, he that means it. that he's cannibalizing parts from <gasps> other ones that That means there are, are fewer than 100 available to right. him still. Yes. Right, no. which means that that whole project would be a lot harder and a lot and more expensive, expensive this, time this time around. No, Cameron, no! 
Yeah, when Cameron's like, I'm just gonna face my dad, I'm like, this is, I hate to say it this, this crudely, but this is murder and money. Like, that's enough money that he, people have died over it, for sure. Like, Ferris will be like, hey, have you guys seen Cameron? Ooh. And they'll be like, Cameron who? Do they say Cameron's last name in the movie? Is Cameron's last name, like, Cameron Sears Roebuck? Or like, <laughs> Cameron, Cameron Waldorf Rockefeller? Story, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's, let's look at IMDb. Cameron Fry. Mm. Fry. Of the Fry boots. Of the Fry's Electronics store chain? Yes. I don't know. Probably uh, not. It's a West Coast thing. Fry. It is spelled like Fry Leather Boots. No, I don't Maybe know if Fry Leather Boots He's were that popular in 86. He's wearing a Red Wings but... jersey, so can we extrapolate from that that he appreciates Red Wings shoes out of rebellion from his father, who it works for Fry? What are Red Wing boots? Red like wing boots are like a like a high a competitor to Fry sort of thing. I don't think so. I've never heard of Fry. I've heard of Red Wings. Red Wings oh, are like wife very much wants Fry boots. They're and real never nice. convince herself to buy them. They're so expensive. They're like um if you turned the L.O. Bean boots up to like eleven. Fry boots. Yeah. Yeah. They're like they're great. You buy them and you only buy them once and you repair them for the rest of your life. Yeah, Red Wing boots are like three hundred dollar boots that you yeah they fry come with like a lifetime warranty. Expensive for sure. So. Yeah. So, welcome to our Boots Podcast. Welcome to uh, Bootscast. Uh, fry Wings. Anyway. Please send in your Boots Facts. <gasps> Hashtag Boots, boots Facts. facts. Um, I do, however, have two more costs that could have happened that are in much addition? less consequential, but I think worth mentioning. <laughs> like the window? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. One is that, assuming you need uh, three years of therapy at one session a month and $200 a session, that's another $2,400. Poor but here's the more important one. In the uh, restaurant where he impersonates the Sausage King of Chicago. I never, as a child, understood that, and I haven't watched it recently enough to know why he even bothers to do that. It's just so he can get a he table? He can't get a reservation, so he just picks a random name on the guest list and is like, I am this guy. Um, and then the maitre d' is like, you're the Sausage King of Chicago? And he's like, fuck yeah. And doesn't he get like someone to make a fake phone call for Well, him? that's the thing. Cameron makes a fake phone call as a police officer to vouch for him, and impersonating a police officer is a class four felony. Oh, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> that comes with up to a twenty five thousand dollar fine. Cameron, oh Cameron! Cameron. <laughs> Ferris Bueller is an awful He's influence. A bad friend, you need better friends, Cameron. So it's not a huge cost, but I will tell you, $25,000 isn't nothing. And also, and you're really definitely your getting future, kicked out of college. Right? That yeah. ain't gonna keep going. Oh my god. Cameron. Ferris's life ends with, like, a jug full of, like, uh, Kool-Aid somewhere, doesn't it? Like, he oh, is, yeah, he, he is a cult he's leader. Jim Jones? He is, yeah, a, he's definitely he is a, a Jim leader. Jones, like, cult of personality guy. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's either that or he peters out just as college, not, en- or as high school ends. You and do he, also like, have to nothing. wonder if, like, he goes to the reunion bald and fat and everyone's like, no, you're, not him. You're not No, they would still be so into it. Like, that's probably that would true. be, that could be the you only back scene those old patterns. Ugh. So. You did this thing where you, like, straightened a tie you weren't wearing. So. Today's money. Today's money. $275 without car. $17,160,275 with car. car. $17,187,675 with therapy and class 4 felony. And felony. $1986, with car. Seven million five hundred eighty-nine thousand and nine dollars with car uh, therapy and felony. This poor guy. This poor guy. Oh. But I will say, if he hadn't totally boned the car, it's expensive. But it wouldn't have been the worst. I mean, and if he didn't get it's not like he's got bills. And he does does say, admittedly, before he wrecks the car, but he does say it's the best day of his life. I'd pay $275 for the best day of my life. I would not pay $17 million for the best day of my life. No, that is correct. I don't have that money to spend. I was about to say, if I had it... That's a check no, my butt cake cash. I just am not... If I did, that would not be the day I had. Yeah, that's no, fair. True. If I were going to spend $17 million, it wouldn't be like, I went to a Cubs game in the art museum. I, I say, love those things. If I was $17 million, dollars, I wouldn't life. do what I already do in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I would invest it. And then one what day I would become What a responsible person, Liz. <laughs> 
Liz, 20... You would have more money I'm going to say 32. 20, 32? Thank you. I'm not running for president. I've got too many skeletons in my closet. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. I was about to say, I think we've proven who gives a shit. Who gives a shit? So anyway, America. those are the things I had to say about what it costs Cameron to do this thing. That poor guy. What does it cost Sloan? Nothing, really. Presumably, yeah. Because Ferris would pay for everything that she needs, and Cameron's paying for everything Ferris needs. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, if you, uh, like... <laughs> you got nothing. No, I'm doing the math here. It's like, it's probably like 110 bucks. And that's not they like, split like it? today. No, because I, like, took out certain things for her. Like, I assume she didn't pay for gas. I assume she didn't pay for parking. I assume she didn't pay for the cabs. She again, did not get charged A lot of the stuff I didn't felony. split by three because I kind of assumed that they're making Cameron do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But again, even if they weren't, okay, maybe it takes that to 225 And again, we're talking small, smallish change. Yeah. The big one is the car. <sighs> and then also the felony, if you want to talk about life-ruining potential things. Yeah, the chances of him getting caught for that felony are pretty low, though, right? Because there's only, like, just a phone call real quick. There's no, like... Yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah, there's you, only you are shown that they get away with it. Yeah, I'm he just didn't saying, arrest there's anybody. He did take the risk of a class 4 felony. Oh. There's only one witness, the Mater D, and... He's Who's going to believe him, Mike? He's in food service, so he also has a record, so he's not snitching <laughs> Oh, boy, throwing some shade at food service. People. What? No, Anthony Bourdain said it in this book. Oh, that's <laughs> like, true. So we're, no calling out, we're calling out Anthony Bourdain. Really and I think he would yes. agree with me. <laughs> he probably would. You saw the look on that guy's face. like Anthony Bourdain's face? No, the Mater D in the movie. I don't he's remember. He's the guy who's done stuff. Yeah. All right. Anyway, can, don't be friends have, with Ferris, right? Yeah, pretty much. I really only have one last thing before we close. Oh. I really wanted to find a time to weave in, call me sir, goddammit, because it's one of my favorite lines in this movie. And I just, like... I couldn't find a good time, so I apologize She's to everyone. Say that now. I just really wanted to like do a camera. And call me sir, goddammit! I just couldn't. I couldn't get it in there. Aww. Disappointed in me, and uh, I just and wanted everyone to know that. Last episode of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna go think about what I did. Please sit in the shame corner. So rate and review us on iTunes. Oh yeah, Apple Podcasts. Or Apple Podcasts. Hit us up. We're now on Stitcher. So, yes, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, uh, and find us on the TuneIn app, maybe, or Stitcher, <laughs> and what your podcatcher of choice. Uh, we're on most of them now, I feel like, and if we're not, let us know at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Yep. That's also where you can send us salt facts, or car facts, or... Facts. Don't send us car facts. That's a website. <laughs> yeah. Boot facts, though. Boot facts, for sure. Um, Sloan facts... Class 4 felony Class facts. Class 4 felony facts. Jennifer Grey facts. Wendy Malik facts. <laughs> <laughs> we can't with this. Why won't you listen to me? <laughs> um, uh, and I think that's about it, guys. As always, thank you to our composer, Mrs. Char- Mrs. Mrs. Charles E. Miller, for making the beautiful music you have heard on this podcast. Um, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on Make Believe Money! Call me, sir, goddammit! There it is.